Can I do something for you, Mr. Bond? Uh, just a drink. A martini, shaken not. Welcome everybody to episode six of Shaken Not Nerd Vehicle Woo! Week. Vehicles. I am your co-host Alex Doody 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 Trim. Thanks, Dan. Dad, much? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, joined with me as always is the beautiful people. Not beautiful. Yeah. Uh, in huge. You have to keep reminding them because <laughs> it's audio only. <laughs> <laughs> Just picture it. Just picture Ellen Generous. But instead of blonde hair, it's brown. With a Hercules-esque body. <laughs> mm, no? Meg? so cut you could grate cheese? Meg from Hercules? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been happening? Fill, fill us in what's, what's going on, in What's been doing in your I'm world? currently drinking a Jack and Coke, but this week we've had some uh, some little tweaks to our appearance. Isn't that right, Dutram? You bald-headed eagle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got... Uh, I was. We've been going back to the gym and... Sweating, sh- sweating, and uh, and you can see through my hairline. So I just started to get rid of all my head. He all looks my like head. if, yeah, just picture Xenomorph from Alien, and that's basically what he looks on. Looks on, yeah, looks like from side on. I didn't tell you what the uh, the owner of my gym said as I walked in. I've walked in on uh, last night, and I've gone to scan my tag to come in, and he's he's just sitting there at the like at the counter eating it, and he's like, "Hey man, what the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, you don't get to walk away without telling me what happened to your fucking head. It's fully shaved. It's Bruce Willis bald. If there was a level yeah. of boldness, I'd, I'd be Die Hard Four. Yeah, four point yeah. yeah, four. You gotta don't forget the point oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes us hip and modern. <laughs> Other than that, uh, I got myself a new collectible figure for the the man cave, the shaken not nude cave. I'm gonna call it now. Yeah. yeah, you haven't put up any pictures of that yet. No, we should chuck them up. Yes. Uh, so I got a. Ant-Man, my favourite character, Ant-Man. Little mask pops off and you see his face. The Ant-Man. The Ant-Man. So, yeah, I also want to start showcasing some of our listeners actually have a uh, collection themselves. Some of them are pretty pretty impressive, so I might start showcasing them up on Twitter. It's not a competition, duty. They're beating me! <laughs> I must spend for money! <laughs> I think the fiancé is only allowing me to have a couple more and then I'm, I'm done. Oh, budget bitch! So I'm like, I'll, I'll have a Wolverine and an episode 6 Luke. I'll just keep buying it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll find a way around it. I think the secret might be out if she listens to the podcast. Well, it's currently... Uh, oh, wait, it's not live. We're not live yet. <laughs> no, she'll, she'll find out. Uh, anything new with you this week or, or nothing? You've been going to the gym. I've been going to the gym. Once upon a time, I had muscle. Now I don't. I'm I think... back to my sweet 14-year-old body. I think when... Uh, we did the ice bucket Eric challenge. Eric from that seventies show. Yeah. I think when we did that ice bucket challenge you had you had biceps. Yeah, back in the day. When was it? Twenty mm, I wouldn't say last year. Or the year before. No, the year Must before. Must have been the year before. Twenty fourteen, I would mm. say. Time flies when you're no longer tank. Mm. Badoosh. <laughs> anyway, we thought we'd uh, we'd give you a word from our sponsors. But seeing as I don't think our emails are working... I assume our emails aren't working because <laughs> who wouldn't want to sponsor this kind of quality? Quality. you Jack Black? So we decided rather than... Uh, we made up our own sponsor. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a totally real sponsor. Um, I believe it's pronounced Gifney. 
Giffney. Yeah. Giffney. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna stop and here's a word from our sponsor. Coming this winter. Boom boom. Come see the show. People are calling. Boom boom. A waste of my time. Boom boom. Weird. Boom boom. And what parent in their right mind would take their child to see this? Boom boom. It's Giffney on ice. Come see your favourite characters like Shooting Beauty, Snorting Snow White, and Acid Dropping Aladdin. Come hear your favourite hit music songs such as I Had a Good Night. I had a good night. Dark jokes, jokes, now it's day. Cold sweats when it's hot. I smoke some good pot. And I puked in the bay. Buy some blow. Kids that much anyway. And on DMT. On DMT. On DMT. You'll feel much better. You'll talk to a sweater on DMT. And that was a word from our sponsors, Ian. Yes, it's definitely a real one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, with that, thank you to our sponsors. Let's go into the news. Channel 4 News, with five-time Emmy Award-winning anchor, Ron Burgundy. Ian, what's news this week? What's going on? A lot of PS4 news. Ooh. Yes, we've got uh, the unveiling, so to speak, of the PS4 Pro, PS4 Slim, and a little bit of details in terms of um, the PS4 VR. Okay, so essentially it's just a slim version of the normal console? Essentially, the Slim is replacing the PS4 console that's out at the moment. It's going to eventually replace it all together. So yeah, exactly. As it does with any other Slim console that gets released every single year. Same shit, different smell. Mm. Same shit, just a little bit smaller. Mm, crunchy. <laughs> and what's the Pro? The Pro, it's... You know what? I don't see this being that positive. I don't think it's going to do that well. So it's like the Xbox Elites that they had like last year or the year before? Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, I don't... It's just a way to re-hook people into it if they're not hooked into it yet mid-cycle. I think, yeah, there's not much... There's no pro. It's really exactly the same, just slimmer. Okay. So if people wanted to jump on the PS4 bandwagon mid-cycle, they can do that. But the reason that the Slim also probably won't do as well is because of the release of the PS4 Pro. So the PS4 Pro is... um, It's probably comparable to the Xbox S. Okay, yeah. But it's probably a bit more than the S in terms of uh, the quality that it's offering. Slightly more, though. It looks almost identical, but it's got much rounder edges they've gone with a very circular look like yeah circular um it's still a square but it's got very rounded corners oh okay so it sort of looks like a it came out dvd yeah. player <laughs> yeah okay it looks like something trying to be modern and hip um in terms of that it's got almost the exact same kind of specs as what the xbox s has yep it has the 4k resolution the hdr gaming 
But one of the big gripes that people are already complaining about is the fact that it doesn't support 4K Blu-ray discs. And the Xbox does. And the Xbox S will, or does, The 4K, yeah. They're like the black It's very strange considering, obviously, that PlayStation is Sony, and Sony produce a lot of 3D and 4K Blu-ray discs. They bought out the Blu-ray. Yeah, exactly. So it's very strange that they're not supporting 4K Blu-rays. Hmm. So it, it will play 4K, but it won't play from disc. It'll only stream. 4K. Okay. Okay. Um, obviously, to play 4K games, but just not Blu-rays, which is strange to me. I don't know why. And they started popping up in shots now with black cases. They look like a Blu-ray case, but yeah. it's black. Well, it's really hard to. I, I just can't understand why they do it. The Xbox S does that, and it's cheaper. So Maybe to me, it doesn't. <clears throat> more of a jump in Xbox players. I think, really, with all this news that's been released lately, it just seems like not really... Even if you look at just looks alone, mm-hmm. the PlayStation 4 Pro doesn't look as nice as the Xbox S does. The Xbox S has this new sleek white colour. It's got an interesting kind of pattern and design to it. It's slightly different. Now it can go vertical. Um, I mean, the PS4 can go vertical as well. But it just doesn't look... It's just black with rounded corners. There's nothing special or interesting about it that makes you go, ooh, that looks pretty. Mm. Looks-wise, just as a console, but people just... A lot of people don't care about that. But the Xbox S, I think it looks ten times better than what the Pro does. Okay. Um, but another part of the PS4 Pro was that they've released forward-compatible game. Essentially, that's just their way of saying, from my understanding, is that it's upscaling games... So if you put in a game, but it's only those that are supported by mm. forward compatibility. So you've got, I'm not sure which games are going to be released into that category. I think Deus Ex is one of them. Okay. So say you put Deus Ex in, it's going to upscale it to the 4K higher. Oh, okay. So yeah, all right, all right. And apparently that's forward compatible quote unquote gaming. Okay. But the president expressed that the reason why they've taken this avenue in instead of just here's a new slim model, which they've done that as well, so it really makes no sense to me why they bothered to do both. Mm. But the president of PS, sorry, PlayStation, <clears throat> expressed that um, the reason why they've decided to do this is to compete with gamers who often move mid-cycle to PC, looking for a higher higher graphical input. Who a lot of gamers do that; they go midway through a gaming cycle they go well i want top notch and i can only get that on pc and previously gaming consoles didn't offer a higher better game console mid-cycle they only offered slimmer thinner consoles yeah so this is that's why we're getting this wave at the moment of xbox and what xbox is about to release i think next year the scorpio Scorpio. Oh, Pro- Project Scorpio, yeah. Yeah, Project Scorpio. <clears throat> and then you've got this one as well. So it's actually like up, upping the actual quality of the gaming itself as compared to just slimming the console down. Will you be buying a new PlayStation, a Slim or a Pro? No. <laughs> <laughs> really... I just, I don't really see that much of a benefit in it at this stage. The only console I'd even consider really upping two would be the project scorpio dependent on price and things like that if i was going to get one of the two of these three really if we're taking the slim in as well i'm not because it's it's i just don't see anything at all about it Mm. positivity there's nothing wrong with the current one yeah exactly i just 
it's just not worth it unless you didn't have one at all and you couldn't afford to go with the Pro. That's the only reason you'd go with it. But if I was going to go between Pro and the Xbox S, I'd take the Xbox S every single time. I find the interface is a bit better for the Xbox, a little easier It to just use. looks so much nicer console-wise. Hmm. It does all these things, and it supports 4K Blu-ray discs, and it's cheaper. I, would... I don't see the downside if you're comparing them. Yeah, if you're looking at buying it, if I you're think, new well, to the Pro does have Yeah, the Pro does have slightly better specs, but you're trading that off for no, no support of 4K Blu-ray discs, and the console doesn't look better. Yeah. It just looks rounded corners... It's not that pretty. Okay, okay. And uh, final bit of news in the world of PlayStation. <clears throat> it was a big week for PlayStation. Huge week for PlayStation. Uh, the PlayStation VR uh, will launch alongside a special demo disc, which will contain eight free virtual reality experiences. Okay, cool. Uh, some of which we've got trials for the likes of Drive Club VR, uh, VR Worlds, um, you've got Battlezone, Valkyrie, Headmaster, Mechanized Combat League. Um, really, these names don't mean anything to anyone. Super important space yes. wizard in space. But you know, do you remember back in the day with PlayStation 2, they used to have those trial disc kind of things? Like, oh, you used to get PlayStation Magazine and get yeah, demo discs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's essentially that's what it is, but it comes with the VR. So you get to kind of, even if you ha- don't own Give any VR games you can yeah test out a few little experiences which is i think a really good idea because i think it will convince people hopefully if the demos that are on there are at good quality that hey maybe i should go and buy a few more games for this vr yeah Why not? i think the scorpio gets vr as well when that comes out so i'll i'll probably wait a little bit rather than get a place yeah but we haven't VR. really heard anything about what the vr is or anything really could be that microsoft lens that i've been seeing a little bit of. it could be but that's not really from my understanding it's not really vr it's like more... 3d in your world sort of thing yeah i can't remember the terminology they use for it instead of virtual reality it's um altered reality kind oh, of yeah. thing i can't sorry forgive me people i've forgotten the terminology for it another big thing about the vr that i think people are only just realizing i think i don't know why they're only just realizing it but the headset itself isn't wireless so it's connected to the console i have no idea I think it's going to be connected directly to the console because of the power and everything that's required for it. I think okay. it's going to it's I think it's going to be a huge long cable to give you the ability to do these things, but it is going to be plugged in. The amount of data and everything that has to go yeah. between, I can totally understand why it's doing it. Yeah. But for some reason people never really realized this was going to be the case. I think maybe Possibly because they were comparing it to things like the Samsung VR, which Samsung is your phone. VR, which is your phone inside it, so that's not really comparable. Yeah, um, yeah, you got a point there. I didn't think of that. Yeah, so you're gonna have huge cables going across your living room floor. <laughs> yeah, I, I like stop. to play jump rope. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's launching on October 13, and it'll uh, it'll be released with the headset itself, the processing unit. Stereo earbuds, HDMI cable, USB cable, AC adapter, and a headset connection adapter. Whole bunch of crap that you'd expect to get with it. Lovely. And nothing more. Are you going to get it? Possibly. I just want to play Battlefront on VR. I missed out. I was hoping at one stage, because I was looking forward to it at one stage, really looking forward to it. I was hoping that I could get in for the first shipment, but I missed it. So now I'm like, eh, maybe. (laughs) It looks pretty fun. Yeah, it looks like it'd be. It, it wouldn't be good for parties because it'd be like, well, yeah. I can't see what you're doing. I think this will really give their consoles a 
like jump. a next level jump because from the sounds of it, Xbox is lagging behind in this VR department. Yeah. Because we haven't heard All we know is the Scorpio can do VR. Is VR compatible? That's it. Compatible, and that's it. We don't know anything about it. Mm. And all we hear from PlayStation is, hey, more and more games. Free games. Games, games, games. We're all ready to go, and you're not. Mm. So I think it's going to be interesting. I think you'll see, at the moment, Xbox, from what we were saying in our last podcast, Xbox is creeping up in the ratings a bit. Yeah. It's selling a lot more at the moment because... PlayStation's on a down spike. Yeah, because of the slims. I think you'll see when PlayStation when VR, VR comes, comes out, out and it's not out of stock everywhere. Boom. Yeah. Huge sale on the PlayStation part and then a dip in the Xbox until we know more about what uh, Microsoft plans to do on their VR side. Well, at least they're not up there with Nintendo. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I love me some Nintendo, but yeah. Wait to see. They haven't even fully properly announced what their console is going to look like either. No. And that's supposedly coming out very shortly. Uh, sticking with your... I assume you're done. Yes. Yes. Sticking with your <laughs> video game news, uh, there's been a release date for the Return to Arkham Batman collection. Mm. Uh, this was the remastered reports of the Arkham Asylum and Arkham City video game. Uh, and they're due for release the 21st of October. It was originally due to release for... I believe it was July 23rd, and then it was pushed back to an undisclosed date, and now it comes out on October 21st. They're brilliant games if you haven't played them. I've played bits. You've played little bits here and yeah, there. Yeah, i played it's... bits here and there. I did own um, you Arkham, Arkham City. City. Yeah. I got maybe halfway through of that. Yeah. I was a massive Batman. I finished all of them 100%. Look, I can see the appeal there. They're pretty good games, but I just got distracted by life. <laughs> Which happens... As well, uh, well, it's not game... But that game, it's, I feel like the collection just gets pushed further and further back. Well, it was originally, yeah, supposed to originally come out in um, in July, and it was just on hold until further announced. And then they uh, released it this week, that 21st of October, it comes out with, uh, they put a side-by-side video comparison. The graphic difference is massive. And the wow. story is great, it's a replayable story, it's not like a yeah. Call of Duty story where you get bored of it or something. It's It's Joker and Batman fighting each other, you can never get tired of that. And speaking of collections, Bioshock Collection, I believe, is out the week after next? September, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Two weeks. And I will be getting that. On, on Xbox. <clears throat> we'll so, see. So then I can play I, I, You know I own the other games on Xbox, so and, and I'm thinking just, maybe PlayStation. Hey, just be right, if you bought it on Xbox, then when you all finish with it, I can actually play it. Because <laughs> I never played them. You played one, I made you play it. Yeah, I didn't finish it, so I can try again. A little bit of uh, movie news. Daniel Craig was recently it was it was recently announced. Sorry that Daniel Craig was offered a hundred and fifty million to play Bond two more times. Previous to that, back in May, he was offered a hundred million. So one hundred fifty million. Yeah, it's pocket money, right? <laughs> yeah. They really want him back. I reckon probably just so they can have their think, time to confirm someone younger yeah, to set it, it up. It seems like a budget time kind of thing. I think it's also trying to cash in on how well his latest movies did. They made a lot of money. I'd like Including to see, Spectre. Spectre. I'd like to see a sequel to Spectre. Because I reckon you could have your Batista... Because you don't really see Batista's character die. He gets pushed yeah. out of a train. Yeah. So he could be your Jaws. I'd like to see more of the Christoph Waltz's... Um, Spoiler alert. Yeah, he doesn't... Yeah. Been out for a while. Yeah, true. Yeah. But, yeah. If you're a bit slow. And sticking with awesome action kung fu movies, did you know, Ian, they're looking at doing Shanghai Noon sequel with Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan? No way. Yeah, they're looking at doing another one. My God. <laughs> <laughs> My God. First in line. Yeah. They were good movies. Well, the first one was good movies. The second one was... Meh. 
They're both all right. I, they're viewable. They're viewable. Yeah. But I hope it's just not like Rush Hour 3. Jackie Chan kills the trilogy for a second time. <laughs> second time? Yeah. Rush Hour. <laughs> In TV news. Ooh. I have um, a little bit of news here. Anyone who's a fan of the Vin the Diesel. The Vin the Diesel. The Vin the Diesel. <laughs> NBC has brought a script from him titled First Responders from executive producer Vin Diesel. So the elite team, First Responders, they're a search and rescue operation team, uh, kind of the best in America, and they're run by a husband and wife duo. So obviously, I assume Vin Diesel will also be looking to act in this, although you could have a situation like a... I think that could be a problem, having a, a this the world's best response team in the US run by a husband and wife because it's a conflict of interest on their behalf as well. It's a real team in real life. Yeah, is it really run in real life by a husband and wife? Yeah. Really? That's what I believe it's based off real life. I can understand a real life like response team sort of thing, but like the yeah, best in the nation. Yeah, I believe nation, it's but... run by a husband and wife. Jesus. So, I don't know. Either way, it's apparently it's very action sequence heavy, so it's going to be an action-y TV series, but... With some dramatic kind of elements based because he apparently is traumatized war veteran. So I think, I don't know what to expect from that show, but I didn't even know Vin Diesel could be involved in projects. Television. He's just a movie guy. Yeah. Speaking of television news, did you know that there is a Superman prequel TV show in the works called Krypton? It's going to be two or three generations before the explosion of Krypton. So we're looking at events on Krypton. Yeah, essentially events on Krypton. And they've got their first, uh, well, I believe their first actress for the uh, show, Georgina Campbell, will be playing Lita or Lita Zod, who is, of course, ancestor to uh, General Zod. And I believe she will have a love interest with the ancestor of Jor-El. Interesting. So that's kind of cool. So, yeah, obviously it's trying to set up that relationship between the two families. Yeah. Uh, So I think that's going to be cool. I'm just really concerned on how they're going to make Krypton look. Like, is it going to look like an arrow set? Or is it going to look like how it did in Man of Steel with, like, sort of the spires and the water and the weird sort of costumes and stuff? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know how they're going to... Especially if it's a TV series, the budget's a lot lower. Mm. And when you're setting something on another world, you better deliver because the visuals need to be very different to Earth. And that costs... A lot of dosh. So speaking of, we we, we spoke of it earlier, the uh, company Hot Toys released their figures for new movies and all that jazz. They re- revealed this week the 1-6 Death Trooper from Rogue One. Did you happen to see any form of photos? I did and, not. No. no. So a Death Trooper <laughs> is actually a fair amount taller than a normal Stormtrooper, and they are strapped to the fucking hilt with weapons. Really? Grenades. Large rifles, I believe they have rifle pistols. Do they have that little men in black little, uh, what do they call that? The cricket? Noisy no. cricket? <laughs> <laughs> Pew! But they've got like weird, um, the, the end of their helmets is like green, they look like speakery. They look really weird, oh, yeah. but they're also actually quite taller compared to a normal Stormtrooper. So I reckon these guys will be sort of like your, your boomers from Gears of War, like they'll be the huge So we haven't guys. seen these guys in the film universe yet? No. Nah. They're all completely, these Death so Troopers are new. they're expected to be in Rogue One? Or? Yeah, they're Rogue One. Yeah, you've seen them in the trailers for Rogue One. Have I? <laughs> or they're in the they're the, the black stormtroopers. Okay. Um, and they they tower over uh, over standard stormtroopers. Like they did a size comparison, and yeah, I'd say they they're, they're me to you size, but a stormtrooper is a normal size. So they're people. They're just I think they're tall. Who don't know? They could be robots. 
They could be. I'm just wondering how they're all. One tall, of them could but... be Hayden Christensen. One of them could be <laughs> Daniel Craig under there. <laughs> <laughs> there was this, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, they showed the look of Ghost Rider for Marvel's Agents of Shield. <clears throat> but it's not. Sorry, it's was... not Johnny Blaze. I believe it's. Uh, I forgot his name. Ronnie Ray's or something. I'm not joking. My God. Yeah. Um, but I believe Who instead reads of, these comics. I I'm believe sorry. instead of uh, riding a bike, he drives a car and he like mutates the car as he goes. And his costume's kind of cool. So <laughs> it's not like your leather biker jacket. As long as it's Nick Cage, I'm a slightly happier man. <laughs> as, as long as it is Nick Cage. Not, <laughs> not Nick Cage. <laughs> uh, also come out this week, Stanley has openly said he's happy to cameo in a DC film. If DC approach him to cameo, he will say yes. Wow. I, I, he's well, not... he has spoken out about, you know, he doesn't dislike DC and there are comics no. he likes. And I'm, If you've got him on Facebook and Twitter and stuff, anytime DC put up a, a trailer for a film, a new book coming out, whatever it is, Stan Lee will share it and say, doesn't this actually look kind of cool? Yeah. I, I like how Stan Lee's one of those people, like, he's, he is Marvel Comics and he's like, I like both. Yeah, I think it's... I'm perfectly fine to do that. Yeah. You're going for the same audience. Why Why try and tear them in half? Mm. Yeah, that's that's what I find people like. Are you Marvel or DC? You can only choose one. I'm both. Yeah. Mm. We're all adults here. As well. Ish. Just, I don't know how you would have liked this. Suicide Squad, we've given our opinions on it. Yeah. But did you know that Scott Eastwood's character apparently was originally going to be played by Charlotte Booth? Charlotte Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was going to be in it. He was going to be a bit of a more of a character... And they had to rewrite him and write him out, and then they just changed it. To Scott so, for those who don't know, Scott uh, Eastwood's character was which one? Uh, it was no one. Um, <laughs> he, I don't even think his character had a name. He died setting off a bomb. All I of the can't even remember him in the he film. He looked like a young Clint Eastwood. Couldn't even picture him. Couldn't even picture him. Ooh, I think I showed these photos to you this week as well. Shocker was on the set of Spider Man. I showed you photos of Shocker in the comic books, and he looks like a, a fishnet. Yes, Hawker. Um, uh, fishnet hooker and the photos on, this, um, on set don't appear to be too bad I think he'll be more of a, a up and coming street thug which I sort of like, like I don't mind that yeah. yeah if you have an up and coming superhero you need an up and coming street like villain you don't just need you know up and coming Spider-Man and then William Defoe's instantly in a flight suit with a green helmet that he just manufactured from nowhere <laughs> yeah. Osborne Industry cut the funding <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was it? Cut, was it cut the funding? What was the line? Impressive. Like? Impressive. <laughs> and if you watch the film in Blu-ray, because if, if, I remember watching it on DVD, you couldn't see his you, mouth. Yeah. And if you put it on Blu-ray, you could see his you mouth. You could see his mouth moving in it, yeah. And cool like ad. Doc Ock, that scene scared the shit out of me as a kid. Oh, that yeah. operation, operation scene. scene. When she's got her nails clawing through the... <laughs> yeah, don't, something like that. Don't touch your sides. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, his arms are alive. <laughs> Uh, I believe it was the 24th birthday this week of Batman the Animated Series. Oh, really? Fuck, we're old. And Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, had a, I think they were, I believe they were at a convention this week and they had a bit of a sit-down. Possible hush I did see film. this. Well, it's not really anywhere they, they teased near... It, yeah. No, they didn't even tease it. They just said they were interested in it. Mm. They just said, you know what? We would like to do this. Nobody... In the DC universe has said, we're making this. They've just said, we'd like to do it. We enjoyed doing this movie that was absolute shit. I'll kill Jack. Yeah. Have you read the Hush book, though? The Hush book, you don't need to add anything. I've read Hush book. It's a good book. Yeah. You don't need to add anything to it. It's big enough as it is to turn it into a whole film. 
the it's, book is bigger. Yeah, it's not that big though. But either way, things don't always translate as easily to film as some people would hope. Well, it was hush. And I think evidence of that is the Killing Joke. Oh, this would be a great movie. Mm. You guess you didn't count on some shitty bat pitch being half the movie, <laughs> did you? <laughs> They're also looking at a Death in the Family one. So what do you think of an animated version of Death, Death of the Family? I haven't read this one, so I couldn't comment. So that's... You know what the the, the event is for Death of the Family? Is that the one where it's... No, just tell me. Jason Todd being killed by the Joker as Robin. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that iconic shot of Batman holding a bloodied and bruised Robin. Would be thing. interesting, yeah. So like the prequel to the Red Hood sort of story arc. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be an interesting one as well. So, well, they did a Red Hood movie and that was really good. I think if we learn anything from these Batman animated movies, it's that they're not going to get enough of an audience for film release. Yeah, the one-off. Uh... Definitely not. They're just they're going to be straight to DVD. Yeah, those. Yeah, I don't know people have a problem family. with that, which is a good thing. A lot of them actually really good. I watched um, uh, the Court of Owls. They did an animated version of the Court of Owls, Batman versus Robin. It was pretty good. It's on Netflix. So, but yeah, if we learn anything from Killing Joke, it's yeah, could be not. Could be, it's yeah. not movie quality. As well as J.K. Simmons, better known as J. Jonah Jameson in those great Spider-Man films, yeah. has finished filming uh, his part in Justice League. Saying mm. a lot of his uh, scenes were, of course, with Ben Affleck, but he did have a couple of scenes here and there with the Justice League. And he said he loved it. He loved every moment of it. I really want to know what he looks like. Did we get the confirmation on what character he was playing? James Gordon. Ah, uh, yes. Commissioner. James Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> As well as I've got, I went. I always go overboard with news. <laughs> go on. <laughs> DC apparently doing a Booster Gold movie. Do you know? Does the name ring a bell? Cause you are gold, gold. <laughs> no, 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 all right. no, I don't. Booster Gold. From what I read online, I'm not a huge. I don't know much on him as well. But from what I understand, he's a person from the future. I think he's a football player from the future. He gets technology, goes back in time, and tries to make himself a superhero. This sounds shit already. It's supposed to be like a comedy film. Okay. So it's not a, it's, he's not a serious character. He's a, he's a comedy relief character. Mm-hmm. Essentially, he's from the future. He steals time machine technology and tries to make himself a, super, a superhero in our time. Interesting. That's it. <laughs> They're looking at doing a, a Bruce Gold film that won't be connected to the DC Universe, so... But meaning that it won't be connected to you know how you have your timelines of Man of Steel, yeah, whatnot like they're your timelines. The Booster Gold film won't be in the timeline sort of thing. It might still be in the same universe, but not yeah, exactly. affecting it's the not, timeline. Yeah, that I less, think that's probably for the reason that I think they're, they're trying shit, to tie everything it, into. Yeah. yeah, could be like a Deadpool. So like Deadpool isn't part of the first class X Men. It's not part of the older X Men. Yeah, until they know for sure that it's. It does well. It does well, then I'm the sure they will link it in the next one. We had a birthday this week. Did we? We did. Star Trek 1050. You are old, old! I think it was <laughs> today or yesterday they turned 50? Shortly. Shortly before you listen to this podcast. Yes. Stargate, Star Trek Captain's is... Log. <laughs> Stargate, Captain's Log. It's not yeah, Stargate. Yeah, it's not Stargate. We're not idiots. No. Much. Yeah, I said that last week. I mean, Stargate, <laughs> Captain's Log. Uh, Doctor Strange runtime was revealed as 130 minutes. That's no, that's quite just short. over two hours. Yeah. So, uh, it's look. I reckon. No, it's I reckon about it's right. Fine. Yeah. I reckon it'll be ten but minutes. I'm of trying to relate it to Batman Begins because I have a feeling it's going to be a similar kind of baseline storyline for that one. In is it, that, is it because he's in the mountains training? Yes, I'm right. <laughs> he has a beard. <laughs> <laughs> you done? Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> 
Uh, last bit of news. Alfred! <laughs> Alfred, help me, I'm on fire. I'm on the rooftop. Bath sound building. That makes sense. Bats gave, not bats. Bats. <laughs> Bathtubs. <laughs> Alfred! Clemenus, better what water is Benedict. Cucumber patch. Uh, I'm going to hit a lot of Yeah, you probably should. <laughs> uh, confirmed, last bit of news, Joe Manganello is confirmed as Deathstroke. There you go. Told you. That's what you wanted. Yeah, I reckon it'll be alright. And someone pointed this out to me online. Can't wait to see Joe Man- Manganiello. Manganiello? Manganiello? Yeah. Yeah, Donatello. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, the, Sp- the first Spider-Man film had J.K. Simmons, Joe Manganiello, William Defoe, all now in the DC Universe, but they were all in the first Spider-Man film. So J.K. Simmons They're was... all now in the DC Universe. The DC movie universe, yeah. Okay. So Joe Manganiello was Flash Thompson, the guy who picked on Peter Parker and he had the little fist fight in the corridor and stuff. Bullshit, that's him. That's him. But he looks so young. <laughs> that came out in 2000. I'm not old. <laughs> <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson is J.K. Simmons. William Defoe is the Green Goblin, and I believe he is a. I think he's, he's a not Flash. Jamie Simmons. He's Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, he's J. He's... Jonah Jameson. In... Yeah, but he's not anymore. <laughs> now he's Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> and William Defoe was was the Green Goblin. I either believe I believe he is the Flash's dad, if I'm not mistaken. Oh really? I could be wrong. He's either the Flash or he's either related to the Flash or Aquaman. But Dutram, you're never wrong. Yeah. <laughs> As my fiance says, you're never wrong, it's always my fault. It is. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the news for this week. From this, we're going to go on into our quiz, but we're not going to be doing shots this week. Ian's found a great little nifty frickin' tour. Oh, yes, we'll be getting electrocuted. Ba ba ba! We're going to be hooking ourselves up to a car battery and the theme of this week's <laughs> vehicle week. <laughs> Let's get that rolling. Ready? Go. You put this in your coffee. Uh, a spoon. Your hands. Your face. It's white. Paper. Snow. A ghost. It's heavier than milk. A rock. A dog. The earth. So, this week's theme is Vehicle Week, if we haven't said it already. Have we? I don't know. How's that pizza going in? Great. He's uh, charging his batteries for this battery game. So, Ian put a teaser up on our Facebook page this week, and uh, what was it, Ian, for those of you who aren't aware? That would be the lightning reaction... Shock your friends, because fuck them game. <laughs> so what's the, the rules for this week's uh, questions? What's the punishment? So our questions are all, as we've already said, in relation to our theme of the week, which is vehicles. Vehicles and movies and games and comics and whatnot. Yeah. 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 Vehicles. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be asking un, dos, tres, three questions each. Yes. As per the use for our quiz segment. Yes. However, should you get the first question wrong, you'll be getting one shock. (laughs) Should you get the The second second question question wrong, wrong, you will get two shocks. Okay. The third question? Three shocks. Three shocks. Okay, yeah, fair enough. It's fine. The loser of the quiz, (laughs) the settings... On the shock game, <laughs> will be changed from normal to extreme. Oh, 
<laughs> if you want some kind of a measurement to that, normal is one shock, and extreme is three shocks. Now, can you find on that thing where it says this thing was made? <clears throat> no. <laughs> it does, however, say, warning, this product is not a toy. Fuck. <laughs> not for children under 14, 14 years of age. <laughs> This product emits an electric shock and may interfere with electronic health equipment. This product should not be used by persons with pacemakers, heart problems, epilepsy, or any other similar or related illnesses. Well, I'm 13 years old. I have a pacemaker. Um, I can't play this. <laughs> well, a bad fucking luck. <laughs> I've got glasses. That counts as medical equipment. Yeah. No. All right. All right. So. Rock, paper, scissors off. You've won. I think you've won the last. I think I've won everything. You've won all fucking rock, paper, scissors. I win everything. All right. You ready? I'm going to shake my paper. All right. Rock, paper, scissors. Hey, wins again. Straight win. It's good You know, when the day comes when I win one, I'm just going to do a victory lap. (laughs) (laughs) Like my pants down around my ankles. Whoop, whoop. For power cock. All right, duty, Dutrum. All right. Question one. I really know what he is talking <laughs> In the film Bullet. <laughs> yes. With the famous car chase sequence. Yes. What are the two types of cars that were used? Can I look at my notes? Because we wrote it down for this week? No. One's a Mustang. Mm-hmm. Do I need to give you the year with a Mustang? No. I'll take that. And what was the other type of car? Can I have a hint if it was like a sports? No. no. <laughs> Thanks. It is a similar type of car. So Shelby Cobra? Incorrect. The correct answer. <clears throat> the two cars that we used were actually four cars, but two brands of cars. So two Mustangs and two Dodge Chargers. Oh, wow. And I know the Dodge Chargers. All right, give me the handle. I'll do me shock. You prick. I'm so happy. <laughs> Is it on normal mode? Yeah. Fuck you, man. And make sure it's on normal, right? It's on normal, right? <laughs> Alright. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. That's fucking weird, man. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 Fuck you, that's weird. Oh, I can't go to gym now, I can't use the left arm. I'm paralyzed. <laughs> oh. You ready for your turn? No. <laughs> oh no. All right. Let's start with. I'll go with. I've got three questions. I'm going to go with the easiest one first. All right. That's the nice way to do it. Yeah. Ian, I told you I was going to use this question the next week. Did you? Yes. I might have edited it out, but what is the name of the X Men's jet? <laughs> <laughs> I know this. Oh, shit. Do I get a clue? No. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. The name of the jet is the. Take, I'll I'll give you a bit of time. So it's an A. I want to say. I'm seeing a vowel. <laughs> uh nope. All right. I'm gonna go with Achilles. Blackbird. <laughs> Quite started with a B. Turn your shit on and do your little handy shock thing. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I've already done this before and I'm scared. I've done it before. Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> it shocks you, even, like, like not shock. Obviously, it shocks you. 
Oh, I'm gonna film this and put it oh, up on Twitter or something. Yeah, slow mo. <laughs> on the extreme. Yeah, line. the extreme. <laughs> All right. Uh, Fuck. Question two. All right. So far, it's a draw. We're both terrible losers. Pocket hate you, this man. <laughs> Question two. The original Batman beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. The original Batmobile from 1966 mm-hmm. was built on the basis from what other car? I'll give you a hint. It was a concept car. Oh, I, I don't know. No idea? I'm getting shocked twice. I don't know. It's a 1955 Ford Lincoln Futura concept car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've got to do it twice. <laughs> Why did I hold on to it? <laughs> that was like three. This game is the devil. <laughs> I held on to it while I was screaming. Oh, oh fuck you. Alright, it's my turn. Oh, no. Ian. <laughs> Fuck my hand, man. Yeah. Question number two. Yeah. <laughs> what was the first car James Bond drove? The first car that he drove ever in you're talking in the film world. The first in the film world. In the film world. The first so Doctor No. There's your hint, it's in Doctor No. A Ford? I'm wrong already, aren't I? <laughs> Come on. A a Chrysler. A Sunbeam Alpine. Fuck off. A sunbeam? Yeah. Oh, it's James Bond. Go on. Oh, he Shock be, yourself twice. He should hang himself. Do it twice. <laughs> this is not a good week. Electric. <laughs> Go on. Just push the button. <laughs> it's still got tingles. Alright, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> Oh, f- <laughs> fucking cunt. That <laughs> uh, makes me so mad. Question three. Signing question. Really hope I get one. I need to win. I need to tie with you again. Okay. So, I'm looking at my question now and I'm thinking it's a bit too hard because it's asking for a bit too specific of a number. So, I'm going to narrow it's gonna it. It's going to be a freaking license plate number, isn't No, it? I'm going to narrow it down for you then. All right. Question three. Final okay. question. What was the total number of cars that were wrecked in the movie The Blues Brothers? So I'll narrow this down for you. Mm. Was it A, 100 to 110? Was it B, 90 to 100? Was it C, 110 to 120? Or D, over 120? I'm going to go with B. You've locked in B? Yeah. So it is... 90 to 100, is it? Is 90 to 100? Yeah. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. The correct answer, which was a world record at the time, was 103 cars that were wrecked during that filming. Kick the cardboard. 103 out. cars, they ruined. You said that at work during the week, one week as well. Oh, just put it on the floor, I'm going to fucking knock it. I don't even hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Your other hand. No, gonna leave that for the three. That'll leave it the thought of. It's still good. Alright, last one. 
<laughs> Just gonna get it over and done with. It's like a band-aid hand. Woo! Wrap it up. Alright. You're gonna get this one. God, I, I need to get this to be a winner. Alright. Last question. Ian. The deciding question. Yes. It is the hardest one. I did save it to the end. Oh, God. What is the make and model of the Millennium Falcon? Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. It is a... I got no idea. Astro anus. They say it in The Force Awakens. They say if it were like a Ford, so the, the manufacturing company sort of world. Nope. No. Nope. It it's a... a, a um, Asteroid Anus Inspector 4000. Close. Um, it's a Corellian YT-1300F freighter. Light How freighter. did I not know that? Mm. They say it in Force Awakens. Mm. On a Corellian freighter. Look at all the fucks I give, not a single one. So, go do the three. Go on, three times. <laughs> and again. I fucking hate this. <laughs> <laughs> My nerves are going to be Hang fucking on. shot after this. Hang on. <laughs> you just got... Uh, uh, Alright. We're going to go on to the ultimate shock now, so... Alright, so... Because we've both lost, there needs to be a tiebreaker. Yeah. This game that we're also... We're basically just using for its shock function at the moment. Yeah. Is actually a game which uh, challenge you and your competitors in terms of who has the quickest reaction speed. Well, why don't we have a reserve question? <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to play this actual game and see who has the fastest reaction. The setting for this will be on extreme... Alright, you're going to hear some One screen. of us will be electric shocked on extreme. Alright. <laughs> oh my god, I'm scared. you got to try it. No, you got to try really bad. you got to try it. <laughs> You screamed, I'm not doing that. Give it a whirl. Is it bad? Oh, give it a whirl. Just give it a whirl. I don't know if I can do it. This game is the devil. Oh, that fucking... That sucked. (laughs) Alright, so in conclusion... I hate you, We are both losers. (laughs) So at the moment, Ian is still winning with one point in his favour. That's two points to Ian, one point to me for the total score of the quiz. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. We started this quizette with, we'll give each other questions that we both know. Yeah. And now it's <laughs> And we've out. both kind of thrown that out. We've both just got, I just want to fucking win. Yeah. <laughs> both of us have gone, I don't want to be electrocuted today. All right, so we're going to move on to our next segment. Which will be the comic segment of the week. <laughs> So Ian, this week, as per every week, or at least the majority of weeks, we're going to do this week's comic segment, brought to you by me, the beautiful, the bald. The, <laughs> the bold and the beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no,
I don't know the theme song. No, clearly. You just went, nah, nah, nah. You just replaced... beautiful. You just replaced tears with doos. So... This week I'm going to go and give out my three, give out, just give them away, uh, my three favourite vehicles in comic books, or modes of transportation. Duty's top three comic book vehicles. I feel a tingling sensation up the back of my head from that Yes, shot. that is your nervous system shutting <laughs> down. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I'm going to go through my top three of my comic book picks. So coming in at number three, it's a mode of transport, it's also a weapon, it's also for one, I'm going to pick the Iron Man suit. Interesting. So, Interesting choice. Some would say it's not a vehicle. <clears throat> Some would say it's not a vehicle, but it is used as a mode of transport, which would classify it as a form of vehicle, or form of... I I think it's a fucking vehicle of some form. It's a vehicle that can fight back. <laughs> it's a vehicle and just take my word for it. Oh, I'm right, guys. Just, just oh, take God. my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> the man has no hair. <laughs> yes, thanks. Uh, so, yeah, I picked the Iron Man suit. Oh, it... Shane Warne. Shane Warne? Shane Warne. Oh, wow. Yeah, I went there. Wow. You know what? <laughs> I hate you. Um, so, I picked the Iron Man costume the iron man suit as number three when we see him using tony stark being him using the iron man suit i believe it is for mark two in the first film he's essentially just using it to fly around and sort of get a bit of a view of how high he can go how fast he can go yep two percent thrusters whatnot like that and so it freezes up yes the freezing problem uh so i think it's a great mode of transport you see him use it as well in the Avengers film to get from one side of the city to the other, to go underwater, to work power lines, to put a bomb into into space. <laughs> he does a lot. He do, yeah. It's pretty good mode of transport. But yeah, it is also, also a nice weapon. nice if he didn't patent it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's a cool mode of transport. It's also, it's number three for the sake of, it's, it's a one person mode of transport. We can't yeah. squish in. Um, but look, well, you just see seven. He fits Jarvis. I think. <laughs> I think you see him hold like seventeen people at once with the suit, with the barrel of monkeys yeah. from Iron Man Three. So yeah, sort of works. Kind of, sort of. Uh, yes. So that's my number three. This. Coming in at number two, you'll find this vehicle. Remain in the vehicle. You'll find this vehicle under a mansion you used by someone... happen to be speaking about that, which I lost a no. point in the quiz to. Talking about the Blackbird. Yes, that one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh? <laughs> so we're talking about the Blackbird, the X-Men's mode of transportation, their jet. It's in all the X-Men films. From memory, I can't think of a film where it's not I in think it. it is in all of them, yeah. Beast just keeps cranking them out. Uh, look, it's <laughs> it's very high-paced technology. It can fit, essentially, the entire X-Men crew within the ship. It's hidden under turns the, invisible. turns invisible. It's hidden under the basketball court, if I'm not mistaken, at the Xavier School for the Gifted Youngsters. Yeah. I think it's fucking awesome. It's stealth technology, and I believe before it could turn invisible, I think they just used Storm to create clouds around it. Oh, okay. Which, which I think they used it in the first X-Men film, and then yeah, in the second one, they used, like, tornadoes and stuff like that to throw off bombs when they've got, like, heat-seeking 
heat signals and all that sort of stuff. And they've got the costumes on board. If you ever need to get changed yeah, in a giffy. It's got cool little half-egg chairs with little seatbelts. <laughs> yes, it does. I actually thought... Uh, the I think it was the Days of Future Past. They did like a really sci-fi version of it. Like it looked like a pencil, and then its wings like split open from the sides. Do you remember the yeah. Days of Future Past yeah. one? That one just looked weird. But the rest of them looked the first class one looked the best, where it looked like just a, an old school jet, nineteen sixties jet painted black yeah. blue. Which essentially that's what it was. Mm. It was. I think it was just like military provided that in first class. I don't think he actually made it, did he? I know he gets blown up in Apocalypse, because... Yeah. Yeah, he's an idiot. So that comes in at number two for me. But finally, my favourite. Coming in at number one. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. Two... The Batmobile. Shark horror. Now, you're not gonna, you're not going to sort of... Talk about your favourite vehicles in comics or movies, or in this instance, comics. You're not, comic segment. You're not knocking a Batmobile. You're not. You're not not going to bring up the Batmobile. So, the original 1989 Batmobile. Or, sorry, the that, movie original. Yeah, don't even. That's not an original. Okay. Well, the 1989 Batmobile. I did my uh, my checking my little facts on it. Do you know what the top speed according to the film universe is with the thrusters turned on? Three miles an hour. <laughs> That's in neutral. <laughs> 530 kilometers an hour with the boost. That's unrealistic. But it can't turn. <laughs> True. It needs grappling hooks to turn. True, it can't turn. So the Batmobile, full of gadgets. It's armor-plated. It's got a boost. We've seen it in the Batman Arkham Knight video game turning into a tank by pulling the left trigger. It converts itself into a tank. It does everything. Batmobile uh, has changed so many times and adapted in so many different ways. Well, that brings that brings me to my point. Everyone has their favourite Batmobile. I'm going to assume yours is the Tumbler, which is the Nolan Batmobile, out of all of the Batmobiles. Uh, yeah, you'd be correct. Even out of, like, say, animated Batmobiles? Or... Yeah, to be honest, <clears throat> the, a lot of the designs, just the way they look in a lot of the other Batmobiles, like the long I don't like the long, weird look to them. Okay. I liked the way that the avenue they took in the Christopher Nolan series where it was just a, a beefy tank of a car. I think the top speed of the Tumblr was about 230, 240 kilometres an hour. Which is pretty fast when you realise that it's essentially a, it's a tank. tank. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it, it really took a good realistic element and it looked like a real car instead of just stretched out black thing that just didn't look like a practical car to me. In the other Batmobile universes. So you find that even with, with Ben Affleck's Batmobile as well? Yeah, I didn't even realise Ben Affleck's one. It was a solo pod and, I don't know, it just looks weird, strange to me. It looks like an attempt to be futuristic-y, but it doesn't really look it. My favourite's been the animated series one, because it, it had the long front like the, the Tim Burton one. But rather than looking at like a, a rocket car, it actually had like the super supercharged engine sitting at the top of it. Yeah. I reckon that looked cool. And had the boost on the back. So. It was pretty cool. And it had that, um, I believe, that little grappling hook so it could try and turn yeah. the corners. Yeah. It had all of it. I love... Because I grew up watching cool it. So. Gadgets, yeah. Just the engine sitting out. And there's one episode where it's all about repairing the Batmobile. So his, Batman's got his, like, his own mechanic that isn't Alfred, like in Gotham, in a shop, to repair the Batmobile when it breaks down. Hmm. Lucius anyway. Fox? No, it's not Lucius Fox. <laughs> Not everything is in the fucking Nolan universe. Uh, if it's not in the Nolan universe, it's not real. It's not good anymore, I reckon. 
<gasps> Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my top three vehicles in comic books. The, the Iron Man suit, single man suit, the Blackbird, good for getting around town fast. But if you want to rock up at a party, you just rock up in the fucking... If you want to do Chris O'Donnell, and you want to pretend people thinking you're Batman when you're actually a bald-headed kid inside there pretending to be Batman... Bouncing the hydraulics like in Batman, Batman Forever. Yeah, yeah. Well, we tried to pretend that movie didn't exist, but thanks for jogging our memory. You're welcome. That had an alright looking Batmobile. It drove up walls. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, that is my top three in comic books. We're going to be moving on to Ian's gaming segment. All right, so we're in gaming segment. Keeping with our theme of vehicles. This week's theme, the theme of this week. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to jump straight into my top three vehicles in video games. Coming in at number three is, from the Witcher franchise, Roach. What's Roach? Sounds like a cockroach. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. So Roach is Geralt, the Witcher's horse, for those who don't know. He names every single horse that he has Roach. Why? Why? It's an excellent question. <laughs> and I won't be answering it on this week's show. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a tale for another time. <laughs> Go off to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep that in your memory banks. The reason I've chosen Roach is because he's a character essentially in itself. Yes. He has a great personality gets you around from one half of the freaking map, which is massive, to the other. I did find that game was too big for my liking. It's it's a great size. <laughs> I don't like big maps, and I like that. You've got it on your wall. He can dodge trees by himself. He can, yeah. He actually he was pretty smart. Yeah, yeah. And he would stick to paths by himself in the newest game. Did he... Uh, he also had... Tr- he had trophies on him as well. Yeah, he, he could trophies, trophies on to up his skills... <clears throat> Um, like griffin heads or ashes of ghosts in a, in a jar. or yeah. And he knew Geralt's whistle from anywhere. <laughs> Suddenly he'd just magically appear on the map. <laughs> if, you were st- if you left Roach in the town, you caught a boat, went to the tallest mountain, and you whistled, he'd be there. He'd be there. He's like... A, he's like Glitching on the side of the map, waiting for you to somewhat arrive. He's like <laughs> a good bro, just waiting for that whistle. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's all right, man. You whistle. I'll but- come. But he's not only from the Witching gaming franchise, he's also from Witcher books and graphic oh, really? novels. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that if you've read some of the graphic novels, he also appears in these, very briefly, obviously. But it just adds to the fact that Roach isn't just a motor transport. Yeah. Not just a horse. He has this connection with these horses that he gives them this name, and they may all be the same name, but he has a connection with them. Okay. Yeah. Whether he uses his witchery powers or not, I'm not sure. His witchery power. Witchery. It's witchery. You be a witch. Hurry. <laughs> okay, come All right. in. Moving on to number two. Coming in at the second spot, many, 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 many people's favourite, Warthog from the Halo franchise. Yeah, that was a good one. It's always fun pulling on the power slide. Yep, and I think this is a lot of people's favourite vehicle in video games. So describe the vehicle for those who haven't seen it or, or, or know what it looks like. 
So essentially, it looks very much like a military vehicle, and it's kind of changed slightly as the graphics of the Halo franchise has been more and more updated. Mm -hmm. It used to look, from memory, just like a green square box of a tank on wheels, but as the graphics of Halo franchise has gone on, we've got a lot more detail of what this vehicle really looks like. Mm. So So it's gone from a green blobby tank to just a green tank. (laughs) (laughs) It's a two-seater at the front, and then it'll either have a, a minigun on the back, a rocket launcher on the back, a railgun on the back, or it can just fit normal passengers on the back. And I think one of the other reasons why this vehicle's really gained so much popularity in the gaming universe is because not only is it available in the campaign, the story version of this game, it's also available in the multiplayer. Yeah. You can ride along with a friend in the back seat and uh, mow down every other cunt on the field. Did you know, if you played the Halo Master Chief Collection or Halo 5 on your Xbox One and you play Forza Motorsport 3, you actually get the Warthog as a vehicle to use for the off-road races. And apparently it's fucking powerful. So I'm going to get Forza 3 just to play with the Warthog. <laughs> just to kill people. No, it doesn't come with the guns in the back. Well, it's not really a Warthog then, is it? <laughs> it's just a green tank blobby thing. But, moving on to our number one. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. Coming in at number one, I've chosen the Mario Kart. Ooh, nice. Um, I haven't narrowed it down to one specific kart, but the reason being is because they're all very similar. The iconic Mario Kart. The, the, the wide frame sort of. Yeah, yeah, wide frame. It's got like go-kart wheels. It's a go-kart. It's a go-kart. It's red if it's Mario. It's green if it's Luigi or Yoshi. Hmm. What colour was Toad's? Yep. Partner's going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so some might be asking, why? Why have you chosen this over the Warthog, Ian? And the answers go a little something like this. Mario is better. no the real reason why i've gone with this is because the mario kart itself has a lot more abilities and maneuverabilities and it's adapted a lot since its original introduction it's got a bit of variety of weapons and drivers yes as you pick up a question mark box all of a sudden you can do a whole bunch of things to piss off everybody else that's playing something that the warthog can't do shoot lightning (laughs) another thing it can't do kill the person in first place with a blue shell when they're about to cross the finish line uh, How to fuck your friendships 101. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing is that it's adapted so much since its original introduction in the Mario Kart franchise. So when it was originally adapted, it was it looked horrible, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even tell whether the track was about to turn or not. But the vehicle itself, speaking of blobs... <laughs> <laughs> it was, was a wire frame. It was just blocks. With a red cap sitting there. Yeah, it wasn't great. But in the newest on the Nintendo Wii Mario Kart franchise, we suddenly have the ability to go anti-grav. Suddenly we can go upside down, loop-de-loops, and our wheels, our cart, automatically detects that we're no longer on stable ground, we're now invisible, and it has this anti-grav wheel where the wheels turn side on. propeller. Yeah, it's got, it turns like blue, mm. bright blue with a little propeller, and suddenly you're, you're hovering along upside down on your cart. It's got the wheels from the DeLorean from Back yeah, to the Future 2, and they the way, I think that's the best way to describe it, and it's probably what they ripped it off from. Yeah, that's great. Mario Kart is still, had, yeah, had a pissy fence off 101. Yeah. And then you get to 201, which is Mario Party. Yeah. Yeah, apparently Nintendo is all for friendships and ruining them. Have some friends over. Lose them. <laughs> <laughs> Step one, make friends. Step two, lose friends. 
So that just about wraps up our game segment this week. Wraps up our games. It's not sharp. <laughs> I'm so, the pirate. I missed the pirate accent. Oh, so do I. Maybe <laughs> we should do pirate week again. Maybe we should just do pirate week. <laughs> we should just do pirate week. Yeah. Uh, um, we'll save it for another time. Anyway, yes, that wraps up your game segment. Now, we have gathered the top 10 most requested vehicles, and we're going to organise them to have a wee bit of a race. So who'd be the best? In this segment, we call vehicles all mashed up in a race. <laughs> Wacky races. Wacky races. Wacky races. Wacky. Wacky races. Wacky races. That's it. Wacky, wacky races. In the segment we now call Wacky races. So, Ian, for Wacky races. Yes. Fuck, I love saying that. <laughs> uh, we have ten vehicles. I've shown them to you. Yes. So we're going to go through them for our audience. We have the 1989 Batmobile. Yes. Requested by Denny on Facebook. Not the original. Not the original. The film original. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the original. The one driven by the one, the only, Michael Keaton. The Mr. Multiplicity. Don't ever see Multiplicity, guys. So, coming in for our first car is the 1989 Batmobile, suggested by Denny on Facebook. Suggested that to us. Thank you, Denny. Coming in, this is going to be like his starting grid. Yeah, yeah, all right, I'm picturing it. But they're all lined up in a straight line, right? They've all got the painted lines. Yeah. (laughs) All right, second, we have the DeLorean, Back to the Future. (laughs) That's Superman. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Uh, Has a, yeah, insert Back to the Future (laughs) Yeah, so on. Should probably try and download these. Yeah, probably not. I'm going to keep that. Um, (laughs) That was also suggested by Danny. He went. He, he was the first person to suggest a couple of cars. Coming in, third place, the original, a classic DB5, James Bond. The Ashton Martin. The Ashton Goldfinger. <laughs> that was suggested by Kirill on Facebook. Great decision. Mm. I'm we not going to say it's my pick, but it's definitely my pick. It's definitely on there. We have the Death Proof slash General Lee, the Dodge Charger, suggested by Mark and Haley. So, same car, just if you want to... Orange card. Look, we put them in together. Yeah, the, I don't think the colour of the paint is going to really make a difference. Yes, no. We have the Bullet Mustang. Fuck you for your question. Suggested in racing green, in case you do like the colours. 1969 Mini Cooper. In Italian red. job style. Because red's the fastest colour. Thanks to Mark. We have Knight Rider. Kit. Yes. Thanks to Richard. The Mad Max Interceptor. Thanks to John. Oh, yeah. The James Bond Lotus. Esprit. Thanks to Spike the Puns podcast on Facebook, on Twitter. A good pick. Yes. Definitely going to be interesting in this wacky wazes. And we have the flying car from Harry Potter, the blue Ford. Is it a Ford? Yes. Yeah, it's a Ford. <laughs> if it is the Ford, it's a Ford now. It's now a Ford. But we thought, what would happen if you put all these great iconic vehicles from films and you got them to do a couple of races? So I thought, let's put them all up in a drag race. Who'd win? So I did all the speeds. We've done our calculations. We've done our calculations. Thanks, Google. On Google calculations. On <laughs> Google. What's that off? Batman. Um, yes. Who do you think would win this one? Coming in at first at a drag race. Um, I'm going to say Batmobile because, as we discussed earlier, that thing got real fast. I can tell you the one thing that's not going to come first. It's the DeLorean because it's going to hit 85 miles per hour and fucking disappear. Disappear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I foresee 
if it's if it's speed and there's no contact allowed, I see Knight Rider coming first because apparently really? his top speed is 675 kilometers an hour with a boost. Wow. Go David Hasselhoff. Maybe they yeah didn't put him in because that guy weighs a ton. Mm. So in a straight in a, in a straight, straight race, line, no contact. Straight line speed test. Yep. Our winner out of those options is Knight Rider. Is Knight Rider the Kid Cat? Yes, coming in second with the Batmobile. It's a sad day for Batman fans. <laughs> for once, he doesn't win something. <laughs> Batman's real pissed. And coming in at number third would be actually the DB5. Shit, really? And that car is not young. No, but I pulled up the specs of its super improved engine. And yes, it would come in third. Wow. Unlike my DB5 from Forza when I got going. Yeah, that thing would Ks. win. Yeah, that would win. <laughs> okay, so then we thought, all right, so a drag's a drag. What about a circuit race, a standard circuit race like, let's say the Melbourne Formula One lap. We've both been there. We've we've yep. seen what it looks like. Got twist. It's got a lot. It's got turns. It's got a long straight though. It does have a long straight. So who do you think would win? I think Mad Max would just crash. He won't. He won't be able to turn the first corner. Mad Max would just go. Huh? Mad Max is again good straight line and through kind of odd obstacles like sand and things like that. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't envision it being that great in this kind of a race. Okay. Who am I thinking? I'm thinking. I'm still thinking the DeLorean's going to disappear on the straight. Yeah. It'll be approaching the line. <laughs> Coming in at first. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly he's back in time. Um, I'm picturing mm. in first place mm. probably not being Batman again. No, because Batman needs to use grappling hooks to turn his car when he's going fast. Yeah, and there's nothing, there's to, nothing grab to grab on. on at the Melbourne Grand Prix. Yeah, he's got nothing. He's grabbed. His, he's grabbed. Watch him. He's ah! going to have to slow down and take three minutes per corner. Same thing with probably Knight Rider if he's going that fast. Probably Knight Rider as well. So I think that probably knocks both of them out. You need someone with not only speed but great maneuverability. Cool. I'm thinking the mini. The mini. Is very good with corners and everything. But not honest, as good on a straight. No. It's top speed. The Mini was top speed was 143 kilometers an hour. Where does that put it? Um, in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, third last. I'm thinking you're probably looking at something like the Aston Martin. Again, you reckon the Aston? I think the Aston because it can go straight. Yeah, but it also needs to slow down a lot to turn. It does need to slow down and it needs a lot wide to turns. turn, but it it's not going to have to slow down. It's also Bond driving it at the wheel, so he can Bond take out the wheel. he can take out the mini. If we know He's anything. got oil slicks. Yeah, he could slick around a corner. Yeah, you could you could actually be right with the DB5. I think with the DB5. Hmm. If not right, DB5, yeah. then maybe if it's the got mini. all of its gadgets. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's driven by Bond, what driven Bond? by Bond, he would tear those corners. What Bond? Oh, it's got to be Sean. <laughs> Mister Connery. Oh yes, yes. All right. So who do you reckon will come in second then? In second place, I think you might end up with something like um, Kit Kat. Okay, all right. Depending on how well it handles its corners. If not, you might be right with the Mini. You know, I'm actually going to say it's going to come in second. The Harry Potter car. It doesn't need to touch the ground. So we can just do the lap. True, but what's the top speed on that car? 118. That's on the ground. That's the standard ground. The higher you go, the faster you go. Not necessarily. Well, you're going to travel further in the the higher, are you going to move more distance? Yeah, I guess. But, I, yeah, I reckon the Bond will come first, but I reckon Harry Potter, they don't need to worry about slowing down for corners. They can just go like that and move out of the way. And it's, mind you, it's driven by Ron. So it's not going to win because it's driven <laughs> by Ron. They smash into a tree. <laughs> yeah, good point. 
He's going to smash into Eureka. Yeah. All of a sudden, it was about to come down that straight. Good one, Ron. You spastic. You crashed it. Yeah, I reckon then it could be the DB5, the Mini, followed by probably the Bullet Mustang. The Bullet Mustang, possibly, yeah. Because I don't see the General Lee Generally, turning a corner. Generally, again, not really a cornering car. No, it's going to deliberately jump over something just so it can have its moment. Yeah. Or crash into someone if it's driven by Kurt Russell and Death Proof. Yep. All right, cool. Second last race, Rally. You said this yourself before. You reckon Mad, you reckon Mad Max would win this one because it's off-road? The other thing, it's not just off-road. Mm-hmm. They also have very tight cornering in rallies. Yes. And for that reason, the Mini was oh, a rallying car. It was. It was a rally championship for multiple years for in a row. many, many years. Still is. It's a great car for rallying. So you reckon a, However, a Mini driven by Michael Caine against Mad Max's Mel Gibson? However. Okay. What really slows you down in a rally race, Dutram? Would it be the traps, the corners, all the above? Be the person in the passenger seat going, upcoming turn. Yeah. One, Batman's not going to let anyone tell him what to do. <laughs> How would it feel to just fly over them? <laughs> you reckon Harry Potter? I'm thinking Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> um, rallies have trees. Most rally they tracks have trees. They flew over the majority of the trees. All right, so the way I envision this race, <laughs> Harry Potter's Ford, or Ron Weasley's Ford, going to start flying over the top of everything. It's going to be killing it. And then, again, you're going to have the same issue. Ron, that ginger freak, is driving the car and he crashes it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so when all these races, what have we learned? It's a great car, that flying Harry Potter car. Oh, no, the camouflage but is But Ron broken. can't drive for shit. <laughs> what about the Bond Lotus? Sorry, yeah, we didn't even mention that. The James Bond Lotus. And, yeah, it's not going to do well. No. It's r- driven by Roger Moore. Yeah, it's not going to He's going to see a hot person on the side of the road and stop. <laughs> <laughs> have a chat. Have a chat. All right, so you reckon you reckon Harry Potter followed by the Mini? I don't think Harry Potter's actually going to come first. I think it should come first, but Ron will crash it. Okay, so the Mini driven by Michael Caine, because it's the Italian job Mini? Yep, I'm locking in the Mini. All right, Mark. Michael Caine. Michael Caine to come in first. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I reckon, yeah, I don't see the Aston Martin doing very well off-road, so yeah, I'll give you that. Now, we have some honourable mentions before we go into our final race. Richard suggested these two bikes who would win in a in a because he's I believe he's a bit of a bike fan. The Hell Cycle, which is Ghost Rider's bike, versus yes. the Lawmaster, which is Judge Dredd's bike. Yeah, that Sylvester Stallone Judge Dredd's bike, the one that can fly. Who would win in a race in general? No circuits or drags or whatnot like that. I reckon Ghost Rider. I think you have to go with Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider's the power bike. of the devil. Yeah, yeah, I think Ghost Rider won that pretty hands down then. Mm. Plus, he can pretty much go over anything. <laughs> uh, we also had space, space, uh, space race. Who would win? And I, I did my very best to look this up online in relation to non-existent mathematics. The great space race. Ryan suggested the Millennium Falcon, the beloved Millennium Falcon, and Jordan suggested the Starship Enterprise. Of who would win? So I went online and took a look to the who would win between the nearest star. It's a, it was an online website I saw. The Millennium Falcon kicks the shit out of the Enterprise really? when it comes to speed. Yeah. Well, I guess it is from a universe far, far away. Yeah. But do you know what I actually saw was one of the fastest ships on this on this list. They had, like, the Firefly ship, the TARDIS, all this sort of stuff. Yep. I wasn't including the TARDIS, but the Planet Express ship was one of the fastest ships in really? sci-fi history. I suppose it does go from Earth to the Moon super fast. 
It's because it doesn't move the ship, it moves space around the ship. That was like the, the, uh, the mechanics yeah. of the engine, the Black Matter engine. So that's kind of cool. Very cool. And then we had all of the other suggestions. which, which... So a list of honourable mentions. We have the forklift from Battlefield that An you can drive. An interesting choice. Crap vehicle, but interesting choice. We had the Austin Powers little people movie that he gets stuck in the corridor, <laughs> suggested by Jordan. How to do a U-turn. Now, this isn't a vehicle, but I don't know. I'm putting it on the list, but it was creative. I'll, I'll give you that. The Super Mario Brothers film. Oh, God. The mattress that goes through the ice pipe. The quote, the unquote, flying, flying mattress. mattress. The, Sent in by... Oliver. Oliver Oxley. Thanks, Ollie. So, we, Ollie, we, this we... mattress doesn't fly. <laughs> Let's just say that right now. We did... But we like your creativity. I have to rewatch that scene. scene. Just the scene and... We refuse to watch anything more. Uh, it doesn't fly. Well, I'll give you points for creativity. I have not thought of that film in a very long time. There's a good reason for that. Nobody <laughs> ever should. Uh, we had the truck from the Steven Spielberg film Duel. We have Greased Lightning. We had the Aston Martin DB9 and DBS. And one of the last minute edition suggestions, and I fucking loved it, was Wayne's World, the Murphmobile. Oh, yeah. That's fucking awesome. We had some great suggestions thrown in. We this, also had this week we Bruce had... Carr from Despicable Me franchise. We, we had the Up House. The Up yep. House was also suggested. We had Which the... I guess is a vehicle because it does travel on everything. We had the Naked Girl on the Motorbike from Vanishing Point suggested to us as, a, as the best vehicle ever. Apparently that's a vehicle just because it's got a naked woman on it. We had Herbie. We had the Plymouth Fury from the movie Christine. I believe it was Christine was the movie where the car tries to kill people. We had the 2006 Ford Mustang from Death Race with Jason Statham. And the Shagadelic Jag E-Type 97 from Austin Powers. There's also another car that we've forgotten. Okay. And that is that beautiful, beautiful car from the film Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're if any of you are picturing it, it's a dog. It's a giant dog van. It's got ears and everything's great. Don't, isn't it to fill up the petrol for the car, you have to lift the ear up or something yeah. and then put the petrol in? Oh, uh, you lift its leg up like you lift it's its taking leg a up. piss. Yeah, that oh, was awesome. That's great. Uh, we also had, there. We, they weren't on the car. They, uh, we also had the Ecto-1, which is one of our last suggestions, which is the Ghostbusters car. Yes, yes. Many anyway. suggestions. Thank you all for your suggestions. Yeah, we had a lot of suggestions this week. so It's really good that we're getting some input. So we love you all for the input. Thank you very much. But for our last race, I thought this would be great. I made a little track myself on this piece of paper I'm reading off. We're going to do a wacky race with all of our 10 cars. So we're going to do a wacky race. I've drawn a little map. And this is how it goes. Start line, big-ass hill. Then turns into a rally circuit and has rapid corners. Followed by a single-lane bridge over a lake. Followed by going down a mountain, sharp pin corners, instant corners, whatever. Followed by three jumps. Three jumps. Three jumps. Then, can't remember what the squiggly line means, but <laughs> a big-ass mountain going up a mountain, coming down the mountain, so a downhill finish. Does that make sense? A downhill finish. Okay. So, yeah, so you've got more of a gravity on your side for the finish. Interesting. So, going back to our, our Batmobile, the DB5, the Lotus Esprit, who do you think would win a, a, a wacky race? So, the bridge over the lake is a single lane. Got to remember that as well. Mm. As well as who would be coming first in that race when it gets up to that point. All right. So, so starting off the race, the very first obstacle they have to deal with uphill is an uphill challenge. Yeah. Which car do you think is going to take the lead at this point? For uphill, I an foresee. Uphill well, and if they're driven by this, their celebrity counterparts, uh, 
I foresee Mad Max. Mad That's Max. uphill. I think he could be right. The Batmobile and I reckon Knight Rider would be stupidly heavy to go uphill. We're talking like 70 yeah. degrees uphill. But these these cars have huge jet engines to push them up as well. So I think the Batmobile and, and Knight Rider would struggle a lot in that instance going up just because I reckon they're stupidly heavy. Um, look, I see the DeLorean buggering off again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to get that fast going up a hill, that vertical. Yeah, I reckon it would disappear. This would be an instance where it would come down the finish and disappear. Yeah. Because it would have gravity. Uh, but yeah, I think essentially the, the one that would pull away would be Mad Max Interceptor or the maybe even the Bullet Mustang. Hmm, could do. Hmm. We'd probably have some car experts going, no, no, but yeah. look. <laughs> mm. Or maybe even the Bond Lotus. It's driven by I can't coming. see it. A car from the 70s, 60s, 70s? Uh, 70s, 80s. I can't see this car <laughs> going up a hill very well. Okay. It's quite old. And for that reason also, I don't think you're going to see the car from Bullet or even the Interceptor possibly going uphill that well. So what do you reckon then? I'm thinking maybe the Batmobile because of its jet engine basically that has strapped to it to push it up the hill. Okay. All right. Well, all right. I can, I'll... I'll leave you that. The, the Batmobile comes out in front. The rally tight corners? Rally tight corners. Batmobile's fucked. Batmobile's fucked. Yeah. So that's gone from first place to last place. Yeah. It's also the longest and the widest. Yeah. Yeah. The Mini. Yeah. The Mini would... You see the Mini, the Interceptor would get out in front as well. The Mini's also tight enough to get between the cars. Yeah. Yeah. The Mini's going to overtake all of these. The Mini's coming out in front then, and then gets into a single lane bridge. The Mini's quite small. The Lotus goes straight into the lake because it's a submarine. Yeah, Lotus skips the bridge altogether. And I think for that reason, there are going to be several cars that try to push through on that single lane bridge and fail. You know who I think actually crash. is going to come out in front? But let's say let's, it's a standard lane bridge, right? Yeah. Mini's in the front in the middle. Lotus goes straight into the lake. I reckon the Batmobile comes out in front. You know why? Does that thing from Batman Returns where it shoots the sides off and turns into that little tiny bullet thing and just shoots down the sides. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. Day. But now it won't be able to turn at all. And you're gonna realise it's already behind a, pretty much every car at this stage. Yeah, but if it's a standard if it's a standard lane, you've still got a little bit here here and there. Yeah. So I reckon the Batmobile could come out in front, but then it won't be able to turn at all because it loses all of yeah. its pretty so much. The Batmobile's gone first, last, and possibly back to first again. Back to first, but it's got no turning now because when it shoots off its side, its wheels go into the side, and it gets only a little bit of turning. Mm. And having said the Lotus did go straight through the lake, doesn't mean that it's back in front though. I think going through the lake doesn't mean it's actually going to cut off that much time. Mm. So you'd go next into sharp cornered, sharp corners again. So rather than cutting out wide, you actually have to the direct knife knife edge corners. Yep. What do you reckon? I think going into direct knife edge corners, the mini again is probably going to be the best one for this. Okay. Going off that into jumps. Jumps. The mini's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> the DeLorean's fucked. <laughs> Harry, Pot- Harry Potter car might just fly over the top of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, Interceptor, I think, should be fine. Knight Rider. Knight Rider probably would be fine. He's a stupidly smart computer car. Yeah, I'm driven sure. by David Hasselhoff, so it could constantly jumping and landing could damage the car. Could, or it might know the best way to do it. <laughs> mm. Bullet, I think that went spinning around a whole bunch of corners, so I think it should be fine. It's a pretty tanky car. Let's say it's dropping about, let's say about ten meters per drop. They're huge drops. Yeah, 
the Interceptor gets beat up a lot. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking the Interceptor is probably one of the only cars that might make it through this. <laughs> the Batmobile, I guess, is armored enough to make it through it. A lot of these cars what are the, smashed what about the DB5? dead at this stage. It's reinforced DB5. Okay, if we're going Batman DB5, yep, reinforced as well. Um, he might just eject a seat from the top one and land back in it by the time he gets down. Um, He's not that good. No, it's armoured. It's got old bouncy seats, so he's going to hit his head a lot. It gets rid of the General Lee. It gets rid of the bullet, the, the bullet Mustang. They're both scrapped because yeah. they're smashed. I see the Mad Max car also being, if not smashed, on its way because it's Mad Max driving. He's not a good driver. Unless it's, like you said, dead. He's a, he's a great driver. Harry Potter flying car. He's the interceptor for police. Harry Potter flying car. I think car. Harry Potter flying car has won that bit. Easy. All right. Going. Flies right over the top of them. Doesn't damage at all. Going up a mountain? Going up a mountain. Well, to go up let's a say, mountain. Let's say, going up a, let's, let's say going up a mountain made of, like, sand dune. Sand duning. Uh, interceptor. Interceptors. Plenty of experience with sand. And it's been modified to deal with sand. Um, I don't know if anybody knew this or not, but I looked it up when I saw the Interceptor, when I was looking up some of these details for this, they removed the front bumper for the Interceptor to make it a lot more sand and dirt friendly. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So it wouldn't get stuck in all these dirt. And the Interceptor wasn't in the, net, the most recent Mad Max film, was it? Uh, might have been in that opening sequence where it got smashed out. I might finish that off you before I go. Okay, so you reckon the Interceptor would win that? I think the Interceptor might, should win that one, yeah. Coming downhill? Let's say bullets out, the generally death proof is out, the interceptor is on his way out. Yeah. Uh, the Bond Lotus, stuck in the lake. Um, <laughs> it's probably stuck in the seaweed. Uh, the Harry Potter flying car, it's driven by Ron. So at th- but at this stage, I think it might be all right. Maybe. And. But yes, it is driven by Ron, so. The DB5 would still be going, but I feel like. It's on its last legs. It's on its last But it's also got. It's got it's got, your, it's got its it's got gadgets gadgets and reinforcements and whatnot. I don't think it has anything that's gonna really help it in this instance. Mm. Yeah, I reckon unless it has grip tires. I reckon Night Rider, but I reckon Night Rider would have been fucked up from the hills. But mm. starting to get a bit challenging now. Mm. You tweeted us and let us know who you'd think would win out of this list. Maybe the DeLorean wins. Maybe it just jumps to the future when it's coming down the hill. So our pick out of this final wacky race. Wacky race. Wacky race. Dick Dastardly. He wins. For once. Oh, yeah. For once. For once. <laughs> Who's your pick out of these cars? Who do you think should win it? Out of these? Look, I want to say the Batmobile, but it won't be able to turn. It won't be able to go up a fucking sand dune. You'll be shredding balls. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon... I reckon Harry Potter might have it, actually. I think Harry Potter should have... These races. But it's driven by... Hands down. But the problem is it's, it's driven by a 14-year-old. 13-year-old, maybe. Or 14. Uh, I don't know. It's driven by a ginger kid who can't drive. Yes. Who smashed it into a tree. The whomping quillow. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Yeah. I think that that car should win, but I think the actual winner, because I think that car will smash, I think the actual winner will probably have to be the Interceptor. And there's no real ship that can match the Interceptor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'll give you that. I reckon Knight Rider is out from the jumps. Batman won't be able to turn because he's, if he's gone into his little the interceptor takes a beating like almost no other car. I need to watch these Mad Max films. I've only seen the new one. It handles corners. It handles sand dunes. It handles hills. 
but is Mad Max a good driver? He was the best He's for chasing down right. people as a police interceptor, hence the interceptor. Right. And Michael Caine, he'd have a good time. Look, I like I mean, like the mini. I think would hold up very admirably, except for the contests. jumps. But jumps, scrapes, <laughs> things like that, it's it's not going to do as well. So, but cornering like a boss. All right. So the Lotus is in the lake. Knight Rider's out from the jumps because they're fairly decent drops. Batmobile can't turn. Nothing can really go up the sand dunes besides the interceptor, and maybe Harry Potter. Because the mini's not going to go up hills, as well as it's going to be out from jumps. Yeah. As well as the Charger and the Bullet Mustang. Go on. So I think the Interceptor, the my pick, I think the Interceptor would win this race. All right. We'll give this one to Mad Max. Yeah. I reckon so. Yep. Maybe I should Judy just... Judy decided. Maybe I should have just made it the, the Back to the Future car from the second film. Just gets up and flies. Oh, yeah. yeah it just would have fucking won, but still would have hit the speed limit and tried to fucking teleport, didn't it? Yeah. But... So let us know on the Twitter, on the Facebook, on the social media. We'll put a photo up of the cars of, of this list, because clearly you might not be able to remember. Um, let us know who you think would win. Or would Mad Max lose? I reckon. I don't reckon he's a good driver, even though I haven't seen his films. <laughs> Just Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a big Mel Gibson fan. Tom Hardy, he's... Yeah, I'm not a big Tom Hardy fan either. No. Anyway, that has been Vehicle Week. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for tuning in again. We'd like to thank all listeners. Our sponsors this week. Yes, our sponsors, Giffney. 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 Nice bunch of guys. They, yeah, yeah. They bought us dinner. Um, they're definitely real but that's it this week for vehicle week don't forget to hit us up as always we're on the facebook we're on the facebook on shake and not nerd we're on the twitter on shake and not nerd all one word we're on the instagrams and i don't think there's anything else yeah chuck us a like chuck us a share if you want us to talk about pie one person wants us to talk about pie yeah we might have to pie week we might have to do a pie week his best friends are talking pie (laughs) (laughs) but thanks again everyone for listening Great as always. That just about wraps up episode six. Really, Vehicle week. You really ought to get back to Pyro. That just about wraps up. <laughs> <laughs> wraps up. We might do Pyro week, but not before Pi week. Wow. That just about wraps up episode six. Vehicle week. Vehicle week. We'll be back. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Yeah. It's Come on, man. Don't give me 1966 fucking Batmobile quotes and not know that. <laughs> Alright guys Thanks for joining us again Thanks guys We will see you next week Bye Bye (laughs) His best friends are talking Bye Wait Three measures of Gordon's One of vodka Half a measure of Kina Lily Shake it over rice And then add a thin slice of lemon Shake it and stir Do I look like I give a damn